host of the Sex Lies and Lawyers. We have our big buddy Cisco here. Sam, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm enjoying this whole fiasco that's going on in Las Vegas right now that they call F1 and dealing with that. F1. Huh? Yeah, the F1 race, Grand Prix. Really F1. Yeah. F <laughs> F F1. <laughs> it's too much traffic. Yeah, a lot. Especially getting here, too. Yeah, it was a traffic yeah. from downtown to here, really. Yeah. It was a bad traffic. And uh, they said that there's a, the race is on Saturday, but there are There's a qualifying thing tomorrow. tonight. qualifying? I think tonight. Oh, no, tomorrow, tomorrow. They call You're it right. positioning or it was Yeah, qualifying. it's just for to see know. where they I'm actually the end fan, up during so the race. So, But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm new to the F1 Grand Prix. And what Prix. they watch exactly? Whiz, whiz, whiz. That's Something a, like that. How is enjoyable? I don't know. Yeah, yeah at all. <laughs> that's why I said, I'll stay away from the exhaust and the tire particles. and we just keep away from the strip. And they said, we were talking to people here that they said, as the temperature is low, it's not good for them. Yeah, I mean, it was raining, so it's, it's raining, raining out here. So well. I'm just interested to see how the tires, you know, hold up with the rain and the slick. I mean, we don't want nobody dying or anything, but Hopefully. it's going to be some slick roads out there. If you got injured in the F1. Yeah. Call <laughs> 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 and they already had an accident on the strip. They had a oh, car really? that, I guess it broke, and it went into the, one of the medians and broke the whole thing down. So they might be looking for you, Sam, because oh, I don't know if that was intentional, but there's a lot of traffic for that as well. Let's see, because all of them, they have a waiver on the yeah. tickets. <laughs> but let's see, is it grossly negligent in yes. handling the track? Oh, so yeah, that's what I was, I mean, do you th is, that, is that a big cause for, like, you know, concern where people that's going to be around this race, if something happens, that's like a big loss of way to happen. there is a waiver. Yeah. They oh, okay, got it. Are, there's a danger, but it depends. If it's a gross negligence in yeah. preparing the track and there's a design and they knew about it, the waiver is not valid. Oh, got it. So that just kind of takes that yes. out of, oh, that's nice. It. it depends on the, they knew about it or they could predict it or foresee it that such a thing happens. Yeah. And they intentionally would, or they were grossly negligent to not fix that problem. Yeah. Then it becomes wrong. Hopefully nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> Don't jinx Let's it. pray nothing yeah. happens. But <laughs> I mean, you know, there's people that kind of look for those lawsuits and be like, all right, if I go because jump the into the road. Time, the track is never tested. Yeah. And we don't know what's going on. Yeah. Let's and I mean, you're goes. going around a strip that we call Las Vegas that, you know, there's some kind of like pothole that's that nobody's seeing right now that somebody's going to hit. Like, oh, yeah, there goes that. <laughs> oh, what's that? That's a bird. That's one of the cars. It's Absolutely. <laughs> so tell us about yourself. Uh, you're from Hawaii, yeah? We uh, well, I'm of Hawaiian descent. I'm from San Francisco, California. My mom and dad were, uh, my mom was raised in Hawaii. My dad was raised in Samoa, and they both came and migrated to the States. And uh, we actually were living in Long Beach, California. Oh. And when we were living in Long Beach, uh, my mom and dad, you know, had had me. I was their oldest child. And before my, me and my brother were going to school, you know, the gang, gang life in L.A. is big out there. So... Before the gang life got to us, we went to my dad and mom and said, hey, we're about, to to be, yeah, we're about to be jumped into a gang, just to let you guys know, because there's like a big Samoan gang out in Long Beach. So we kind of went and told our parents, hey, we're about to be jumped into a gang. They said, oh, no, we're moving to the Bay Area. So we haven't been back since, but we moved to the Bay Area and kind of that's Did what we Did you apply to the home. chapter over there? Where, yeah, well, the so the we made sure that there wasn't a chapter in San Francisco, but I mean, it was something that my mom and dad wanted to keep their kids away from, like the gang life. But I still have family members that are in Long Beach and in L.A. and kind of go through that whole lifestyle. But, you know, I was fortunate that our parents kind of kept us out of it. So we kind of moved to San Francisco, grew up there and 
you know, I was always a loud mouth. So I think, you know, that's what we started doing now and kind of brings me to what my job is now of being a podcast host and traveling the world, uh, being an MC for festivals. So I'm actually leaving to Samoa um, right after Thanksgiving to do a show in Samoa. Samoa. Yeah. Okay. And you speak that language or not? I, I don't. I don't. You so don't? my mom and dad, they, they raised us because they said we wanted to be predominantly English. Why? Where I knew was and when we got older, it was going to bite us in the ass. Yeah. But I think, I mean, we understand it and we know how to get yelled at it and we know how to. But it's, there's a, it's a real touchy subject when you speak it back and you don't speak it in the right, you know, dialect or you speak yeah. it in the right, they get you know, tone. Say, oh, you oh yeah. Like that. Because even if you try to like say something, like, oh, you must be an American <laughs> some more. Yeah, like Persian's <laughs> yeah. kid. Yeah. Listen, that's improper. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I kind of, st- I tell all people all the time, I say I love my culture. You know, I'm trying to learn it now, but it's kind of like not, not too little, too late. But it's something where I've always understood it. But it was always to kind of give it back to somebody. It was like, ah, you kind of like second guess yourself because it didn't flow how they said it to you. So I said, okay, I understand it, but I'll answer you in English. Let me ask you something. Something I see the Hawaiian license plate here. How'd they get here? They're, they're, they're shipping them over. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, how'd these Hawaiian cars get over here? Always in Las Vegas. They're putting them on these boats and they're shipping it. It's taking it about a couple of months to get here, which I just found out. It's better to sell it than buy it here. You know, they're like, oh, wait, we got to get this car over to Vegas because we ain't buying another car in Las Vegas. That's what they're doing. But I, I, like I said, Vegas is the ninth island now. You see a lot of Hawaiian. Um, you know, Polynesian last descent. Last time I thought that there's a bridge or some new route, actually. Yeah. From <laughs> Once that happens, <laughs> from Hawaii to Las Vegas, Las that's going to be the one. <laughs> that was interesting. So you live here in Las Vegas? Or yes, I live here in Las Vegas. I moved out here during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the Bay Area. And we know California is expensive as hell. So I said for the entertainment part of what I do for a living, it would make more sense for me to come out to Las Vegas. I have some friends that are DJs here, and I'm a DJ myself. So they would say, hey, come out to Las Vegas. There's a lot of opportunity. I was like, opportunity? The whole strip shut down you know, because <laughs> of the pandemic. So when they said no, we were doing a thing called Twitch that we were kind of like um, entertaining the masses through a, through a live stream. So we were doing that with a friend of mine, DJ Franz, and he's the he's a resident DJ at Dre's on the strip at the Cromwell. Mm-hmm. And he was, and me and him grew up together, and he'd been out here for 20 years. And he said, yeah, come out to Las Vegas. You know, there's a big opportunity. So I'm thinking I'm coming out here because, you know, to do hip hop and R&B music, which he's on. He was like, no, when you come out here, there's a huge um, island demographic with Hawaiians. Yeah, and they actually I call it that. the I Ninth Island. I from Hawaii. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, wait, there's no way. So when I moved out here, the first kind of indication That's that I knew. They choose this uh, place. It was dry and it's a desert. Well, that and plus there's gambling and good food here. So that was oh, another. Okay. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's when there's gambling, good food and cheap houses, you're going to get a lot of no, Polynesians no, in that okay. area. So when That's I found a, that out, that's uh, what it was. I, I was the license plate. Yes. The how they got here. <laughs> when you get the license plate, like how the hell did that car get here? So it's a beautiful place. Like I, I've been here about almost going on my third year, and I love the atmosphere. I mean, they do get all of their seasons. When it's hot, it's like devil's butthole hot, yeah. and then when it's cold, it's yeah. like polar bear toenails right. cold. Yeah, so like, they get all they get all the seasons. That's great. And what else do you do other than the podcast and entertainment? Uh, so I, and I travel, like I said, I do festivals. So mm-hmm. I do island reggae festivals. So I'm the MC. I'm the guy that's on the mic during the shows. So I travel the world doing that. And we do one here in downtown Las Vegas that we call the Hola Hola Festival. And I've been doing it in California. I go to Hawaii. I just got back from New Zealand from doing one in New Zealand, wow. Australia. So I, I'm, I'm blessed to travel the world doing what I do. Okay. So it's basically what we're doing here, talking shit on the mic, yeah. and I get to do that worldwide. worldwide. <laughs> when they say it's an all-ages show, yeah, they, get the, get, they get the censored version. Shit yeah. the <laughs> so it's definitely been a plus for me because I've been talking all my life. You know, Where did you get those tattoos? So these I got these in the Bay Area. So these are from two artists oh, that... Oh, it's not even made in Hawaii. No, with their the, Polynesian, Polynesian, they're, they're Polynesian uh, tattoos. So they have Samoan 
um, patterns and they have Hawaiian patterns and you could tell Samoan patterns with the certain ones you do. So when you're getting tattooed, the tattoo artist explains which each one is. Like this is a mat and this is like shark's teeth to protect your family. You know, this is, so it, every every pattern has a has a story behind it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's and really, it was to cover up all the other bullshit that I had there before. So my dad was like, "Yeah, cover up all that and get some, just get some tribal on there." No, so, okay. Don't go to the gang. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, just do it, but don't gang. Yes. <laughs> don't do this. So gang. I mean, that's something with Polynesian. We're real family oriented, and you know, when you live your life, it's kind of like your dad and them is there to kind of steer you in the right direction. So when he knew that we were going to grow up, and he kind of seen these tattoos, you know, hey, what's that? And he was like, "Dude, cover these up because you're going to have to face the real world someday." And then you don't want them looking at something that a mistake that when we were kids, you know, because I, I had like a clown holding a gun here before, you know what I mean? So, and my dad's like, yeah, that's probably not going to fly in about 20 years. And, you know, you never listened to him at the point, but as the older I got, it was like, oh, he's right. So I started to cover it up with our traditional tribal. And, you know, ever since this then. This tattoos never gave you a problem? Yeah. Well, not these ones. The ones that I had before gave me a problem. Because, you know, in today's society, you're always frowned upon when you wear a long sleeve shirt and. And I said, look, once I got them on my hands, I was like, this is something because I hold a mic. I hold a yeah. microphone when I'm on tour, when I'm on stage. And I told him, I said, I want to, you know, get the tattoo on my hand. And my parents were like, you know, <laughs> you know, you get a yeah, tattoo on your yeah, hand, yeah, yeah. it's going to be harder. And you're going to be, you know, looked at differently. To hide it or just whenever they want. Yeah. But I made, my, I made my decision at that point because I was working a nine to five job and, you know, they had me wear the long sleeve shirt and stuff. And I was like, you know, I was a sales director at Comcast in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And they was ready to give me the sales director job. Because you know, I, I can sell sand to a beach. I can sell anything. So I was a good salesman. But as I can see, it, it wasn't my passion. Without talking uh, Polynesian, that language actually yeah. is so mine. <laughs> <laughs> so when, you know, when, when it's something that you're not passionate about, which I found myself in, I was in a sales job that I was making money for a corporate company. So when they actually flew me out to Florida to kind of offer me this director job, I said, hey, you know, I appreciate the trip, but I'm going to follow my dream of, you know, making my own podcast and doing. So they all laughed at me, of course. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you'll be back. But it's crazy because six months later, my boss at the time got laid off and he went to one of my shows and he was like, you made the best decision ever because now he's coming to my shows yeah. watching what I'm doing for a living that I actually told myself, I said, I'll never go back to nine. Like, I'm not frowning upon nine to five. Everybody needs a nine to five to fund their five well, to nine. So yeah. I, I would never tell somebody to leave unless you're really sure about your passion in which I was really passionate about. And ever since then, I haven't went back. That's interesting. Yeah. Someone told me that you got a problem with the bounty hunters or something. Yeah, shout out what Dog the Bounty Hunters. John was telling me. Say, yeah, that's the thing. You say, what was that about? Yeah, it's crazy because, you know, when we were living in Hawaii, uh, my brother, they were looking for my brother. Um, and it was a brother, and we Dog the Bounty Hunter was our bail bondsman. So when he he jumped ship, my brother moved back to the Bay Area. It was such a, like, it was such a smaller crime. It was like possession or something out there. Marijuana. Yes. Like <laughs> so we were like, okay, so we moved back to the Bay Area, not thinking that, you know, jumping a bond in Hawaii, we were never going to go back to Hawaii again. We were just, you know, we were playing football at the time, semi-pro football, and this is when the Dog the Bounty Hunter show started to become famous. So we kind of laughed at it. It was like, oh, remember that guy? You know, we kind of knew Dog the Bounty Hunter from knowing he was a bail bondsman in Hawaii. And then it was like, okay, the show's starting to get bigger. So we're like, okay. So we thought about it. Like, what if he ever comes to the Bay Area to try to, you know, get... So we're working construction one day. We're sitting there and we're, we're doing practice and somebody had called, hey, Dog the Bounty Hunter's in the Bay Area. And I'm like, wait, what? So we kind of took it as a novelty to be like, cool, you know, we didn't know that yeah, he was so actually after him. my brother. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's from that same hood. <laughs> so we were like, wait, Dog the Bounty Hunter's in the Bay Area where, you know, of course, A&E and whatever production company gave him the money to do that where they were chasing, you know, people that jump on. The thing was they kept 
mistaking me for my brother. <laughs> I'm 6'5". My brother's like 5'10", five, 5'11". Five, so there was a big, huge discrepancy over, you know, the, the, the image of, of who I was. He came to our football practice, Dog the Bounty Hunter, his son Leland, and they were trying to grab me. And, you know, I looked into the camera and I was like, oh, you guys are about to see Dog get fucked up. You know, that was because we knew what the show was about. But people didn't know that. Became famous, huh? Oh yeah. So <laughs> after that, I was like the trailer park's king at that time because everybody knew. Was like, oh, that's the guy from Dog the Bounty Hunter. And I, everywhere I went, it was crazy because people watched that show, and people kind of recognized who we were. And we would come back to visit Vegas, and all the security guards in Vegas would be like, "Hey, you're from Dog the Bounty Hunter." And for the longest time, you know, I was from Dog the Bounty. Now, Hunter. what happened on the camera when you told him that it's not you? So what I told him was that they, they kept you got pressing. apprehended and stuff. So I got apprehended. So they, I went to the gym. I was playing at the, I was playing basketball at the gym, and they came in with local law enforcement, laid me down on the ground, guns drawn and everything. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, I'm not this guy you guys are looking for. So you know, and it was a false arrest every time. They came to a nightclub and actually put a gun to my head, and that's when it was like, okay, now this is a little much. So I had a shotgun. Did you sue them? We definitely sued them, but I'm not inclined to tell them what all, all the logistics are of it. Let's just say we sued them, and you can no longer find the episode. <laughs> People ask me what happened. That was Other, a fun episode, man. Oh, yeah. It you was their season premiere. It was a two-part series. And you were apprehended three times? Three times, but two. In one, one was on camera. one season? So three times in actual life. Yeah. Because <laughs> we had enough for the whole season. And what people didn't see that when they actually did catch my brother at the time, they came back six months later, and he ended up doing like a couple of months, and he was out. But you know, for those shows to kind of build up this big old thing where Dog the Bounty Hunter is, you know, gonna get his man, and we kind of seen the whole. You, it's good. It's a fame. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's entertaining, right? <laughs> So, you know, God rest her soul, Beth, his wife, who had passed away at the time, she was on my, she had voicemail messages from her and saying, hey, you know, please sign the waiver because I never signed. They were trying to get me for the longest time to sign the release. Whose wife? Uh, Dog, Dog Beth. Beth. So uh, when Beth was like, hey, then Dog was on my voicemail. So finally, you know, a, a lawyer came and seen me and was like, hey, man, do you have representation? I said, bro, I don't know what I would be wanting to be represented for, but he said, did you ever sign a waiver? And I said, no. He said, I'll take your case. And I was oh. like, okay. I said, cool. I said, I got to pay you. And he was like, no, if we win something, I'll yeah, take it I'll from the winnings. Something. So, um, he, CPA agreement. Yeah. <laughs> so he took, our, he took our case and it was like, you know, he said, he, I showed him all the voicemail messages and he was like, this is gold. You know what I mean? Because I had Dog the Bounty Hunter saying, hey, you know, if you sign this waiver, you, you'll be the, the talk of Samoa. He was just kept, and I had all these voice messages. I said, hey, I don't know if this means anything to, the, to my lawyer at the time. I said, but I have these voicemail messages. And that just kind of like, his eyes lit up and was like, wow. <laughs> so at the end of the day, we, we got the, the actual episode canceled. Well, we, they can't show it no more. And then we had settled. So other than that, it was just kind of a thing where it was it like. It was a part of a settlement. It should be canceled. Yes. Really? Well, that was a stipulation. It was like, okay, because we were Why trying you to. you could just ask them to give you a loyalty. Well, we were asking that, too, because remember, they had commercials and everything. <laughs> yeah. So we said, we want a little bit of everything. everything. So they're like, yes. <laughs> Some royalty so, out of that. It was a famous. Yeah. Oh, that's the one that got yes. wrong. Because <laughs> I wish I, wish I would have known more then, because I, looking back on it, you know, of course, the, the, the lawyer was like, hey, let's just get a quick, you know, let's do something real quick, get a quick settlement. But I really think that if we really wanted to take it to court and kind of do the whole process, which I think we should have done, but in hindsight... But I think, you know, knowing what I know now, it's like I'm real aware about, you know, how important having a lawyer is and how important where, you know, your kind of um, your agreement with the lawyer is like, say, look, if we're going to fight this thing, let's fight it all the way through. Not yeah. just something that's going to you know, benefit you benefit at that time. At that yeah. time. Yes, I agree. 
that's interesting yeah so i heard it completely from you that's yeah. good because john was telling me ask that about that question and saying why possibly he doesn't want to talk yeah. about it <laughs> no it's like i mean like of course we can't go in detail about it but it's still to this day i'll be in a grocery store and you'll have this old white lady and she'll look at me and i'm, I'm just wondering what she's looking at and then she said, you were on Dr. Bounty Hunter. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What year was it? Oh, man. It was it was early 2000s. Early 2000s. It was early 2000s. How old you were? Man, I was in my 20s. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. I was. You had episode of the apprehension. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you still to this day, if you Google my name, you'll see a picture you of me and the dog. Uh, lay down on the yeah. stairs. Okay, lay down. <laughs> Let me lay down. <laughs> but like, what people didn't see. Okay, my hand is behind. Yeah. Okay, just do it. You got the wrong one. <laughs> Guys, I'm not the guy. They're like, oh, he's a threat. He's putting you know, the hands I up. I got the same situation. I went to my friend's jewelry store. Wow. And apparently, I went in and I saw that person as. My friend is talking to someone, yeah, and someone with the suit. And I was coming from the office, going to talk to my client and my friend, yeah, and the suit actually with the tie. And I went in and I said, "Okay, she, he's busy talking." I said, "Okay, I will go grab a coffee and come back." When I turned back, I went at the door. I saw the SWAT team in wow. front of the door, and all of them click, 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 click. All of them shot before you hit, before you got out, out, the out the door. I said, "What the <laughs> heck is going before getting out?" I said, "Lay down on the floor, put yeah, everything." Wait. I dropped my cell phone, yes. everything, and my wallet. And in the middle of the Los Angeles Westwood area, oh I, wow! I, they laid me down on the floor, yeah. with the suit, <laughs> with the sunglasses. <laughs> so you're <laughs> fully so you're like, "What's going on?" <laughs> What's yeah. Going on? I said, "Don't shoot." Okay, I have a wallet. Yeah. In my thing. There is no gun. I don't have anything. Okay. Yeah. Because four cars in standing in front of me and pointing the guns. Oh, it, it's scary. It's and definitely scary. And other people in the SWAT team say, what the heck? Yeah. And just, Can you put me in the car, cruising? Yes. You've got the wrong person. Absolutely. Okay? And they say, no, sit down. I say, okay, okay. Stop I'm resisting. Like, wait, I'm not. My hands are behind my. Stop was, resisting. Why do you keep yelling that? I'm, I'm sure that I'm not resisting. Sidewalk. <laughs> I put my hand on my back with the suit, and people are yes. taking a video of me. Yes. <laughs> Because I know and the, the stop resisting the is like a safe word. Say, Dude, what's going on? Yeah. And say, there is a report of the uh, person in the 35 to 40 with the gray suit. And I had the fucking gray suit. Yeah. <laughs> you fit the description. <laughs> I fit the description. I think, I think, the guy is inside. I don't know what's going on, but they are making a deal yeah. based on what I said. Wow. There was no robbery going on. I say, no, someone reported the armed robbery. And you were walking out at that I was out of that door. <laughs> Sam, put your hands up. But it's scary, right? Like and everyone was taking a video out yes. there. Said, Can you just put me in the yeah. cruiser? Officer? Because at that point, said, it's, no, it's embarrassing. You have to just pat you down. I said, yeah. man, I don't have anything. Just do it fast. Yeah. And put me in the cruiser. Take yeah. me to the back street, okay? I'm not doing yeah. it. Please. I don't want to be in the video. Says, because I look more of a criminal that you guys are doing this in front of everybody. And the lady's like, there he is. And you're like... Hey, everybody. I'm wondering who is this guy is doing exactly on the floor with the sunglasses. Because that footage could follow you for life. (laughs) You're like, hey, that's the guy from the footage that went viral on Instagram. And you're like, oh, no, 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 that that wasn't me. So that's that's what's crazy because, you know. I should have sued them. Yeah, I mean, defamation defamation (laughs) right there. (laughs) So, no, the description is so similar. I say, man, I'm telling you. I say, I know your protocol that you have to pat me down, but you don't need to point all the fucking gun. I'm telling you I don't have anything on me. Okay, And it's crazy. When they have the guns, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. 
when they have because yeah. I remember when I was at don't the reach club. anywhere to your pocket. I drop my cell phone. Yeah, like no sudden movement. Oh yeah, the only thing I you're touching me. Everything I yeah. have is a wallet here. It's not a gun. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> it is scary because you know you get those SWAT guys that one little itchy yeah, trigger finger. Like, oh, he's moving. moving. Like, that's and then, it, then yeah, then you can have it yeah. where somebody starts. I, getting I survived it. that day. Man, okay, see? I, I, I feel your feelings. Okay? Yes, absolutely. I know what how you felt. <laughs> so, yeah, that mistaken swat, identity. No, within a, within a thirty seconds, turn back. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start thinking about, wait, did I do something wrong? <laughs> exactly. Like, Everything flashes. There's nothing. Because <laughs> <laughs> you start going back to ten years. Like, what did I do? Are they getting me for some other shit? That I unpaid parking tickets. Videoing and, yeah. and the <laughs> restaurant next door. They were all Persian. They were just. Eating food and looking at me on oh. the floor. Is it? <laughs> and then they pulled their phones out slowly. <laughs> and you're like, no, 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 no. Put your hands down. Oh, God, stop. That's yeah, it. It's crazy. Okay. So thank you for coming to the show. Man, thank you for having uh, me, Sam. Thank you for uh, having us, actually, for yes. coming here. And let's be in touch. Absolutely, okay? man. Thank, thank you, you very much. Appreciate thank you. you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.